Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Faithful Ministry Show. I am your host, Ron Howard, and I am so glad to see you all here on the podcast. With me is my very special guest, my lovely guest host, Josephine. Hi. (laughs) There you go. Hello to you, Josie. How are you doing? Good. What are we here for today? What are we talking about today? Well, today's a very special little deal because there's a there's a little meme that was running around on Facebook, and uh, it was all about the thief on the cross that was beside Jesus Christ. Do you know anything about that story? I don't think so. Oh, really? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. This is the greatest opportunity to learn about that story. Starting off with reading from the ESV, it says, For behold, this is Luke 23, starting at verse 29. For behold, these days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? That was the words of Jesus. Verse 32 says, two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, they were crucified. There they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. For if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one, the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But for the other, however, he rebuked him, saying, Do not do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, that's Jesus now talking. He said, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So, this is one of those problematic verses in the Bible. And I'm going to tell you why. You see, that man who supposedly gave his life right there on that cross, he was not able to be baptized. He was not able to truly repent or, or, you know, I mean, I guess he did there at the, the cross, but it's kind of a bad time to to repent, I guess. It's already too late. You're dying, but at least he repented, right? <laughs> but what do you think about this? I mean, 
Did he scratch his butt? No. You sure? Yes. I mean, I guess he couldn't because his hands were all like, you know, tied up and up, you know. So he's like, you know, was it like, you, Jesus? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, no, that is, that's not what happened. He did not say, you, Jesus. Okay. So what, what did he do, though? I mean, the other guy was like that. He was like, you know what, you, Jesus, you're the king of God. Get us off of this. You, I mean, the man was sitting there. there there's three people. There's, there's two criminals, and then there's Jesus. And the one guy looks at Christ and says, you know what? If you're so good and you're so big and you're so powerful, all of these things that you said that you could do, let's see you do it now. Where's all your power now? Where's all that omnipotent might and majesty where's all that now he was literally railing against god you know and that was bad you know i mean like you're 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 dying on a cross sentenced to death because you did something wrong murder theft or whatever it is maybe something really horrible i don't know what the guy did but he whatever it is his crime was bad enough for him to end up on a cross but what did the other thief do the other thief looked at jesus looked at the other criminal and said are you stupid we did wrong for all we know this guy was with the other guy when they went and killed somebody or did a did a horrendous crime we have no idea what they did but one thief was railing against jesus haughty and ha 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 you're so good get us off this cross now he was still angry and prideful but the other thief, see that one, he was not angry and prideful. Instead, he was repentant. He realized, he realized the problem. You know what? Jesus didn't even do anything wrong. I mean, you're all up in this guy's face as much as you can be for a man that's on a cross. But you're all up in this guy's face for what reason? There's no reason. None whatsoever. He said, you're wrong and I'm wrong, but this guy ain't wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He's on this cross for no good reason. The only reason that he's on this cross, they even let go of a really crappy guy named Barabbas. So they took Barabbas and they said, here's Barabbas, a murderer and a thief and an all-around horrible human being. And here's your Jesus. Which one do you want to pardon? And which one do you want to see thrown on the cross? And the people said, free Barabbas. We would rather have him than have Jesus in the midst of us. That's true. And so they took Barabbas, and Barabbas is a free man. And there he goes. Barabbas doing his thing. But Jesus, he ends up getting whipped, scourged, I mean, bloodied, beaten up, and a crown of thorns, oh, huge thorns. Have you seen the thorns that are on the, the actual vine? that they used on Jesus's head. The thorns are like an inch to an inch and a half long. They're not little thorns like what we have out in the briars or the, the blackberry bush. We used to have really like black vines with really long needle-like yes. thorns on them. Yes, exactly. And that's what was happening with Jesus. So they took that crown and they, they took that and they wove it into a crown and they shoved it on his head. That must have hurt a couple times to yeah. make it. Yeah, and but but, but, it but on, imagine. Worse. Yeah, you know, 
And he had to wear this crown of thorns. And, you know, traditionally we believe that he wore it all the way up onto the cross. I mean, that's terrible. But this guy didn't do anything wrong. He literally just said, believe in God. Repent from your sins and love God. That was his message. His gospel message is, I am here to heal. I am here to bring peace. I am here to bring love, the love of God, the peace of God, all of the goodness of God. I'm here to bring it. And what did they say? Free Barabbas. Just sounds wrong in every way. And it's confusing. Like what was going on in their minds that they think that, yeah, free this random dude, but keep the dude that was just telling us to be good. And so Jesus goes to the cross. Well, they're on the cross. He's got these two guys, one sitting there railing them. I mean, to me, that sounds like something like really religious going on there. Like he was like, hey, believe God, love God, this and that. And then they were like, hey, that's not our religion. That's kind of what it sounds like is going on there almost. Well, there is some truth to that because the, the, the Jews were saying, you can't say that. Only God can say those things. You're saying these things, but you, you, you don't have the right to say that. Only God could, that's blasphemy. But he was even using their scriptures to prove that he was who he said he was. So uh, what's the problem now? Well, the problem is that they, they didn't want to deal with this guy anymore. So they, they called Rome to deal with him. Crazy lunatic guy called Jesus because they didn't want to believe him. And so now you have this criminal on your right looking at you or on your left, or whichever one it was. And he's looking at you, and he's saying, ha, 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 ha. You said, love God, where's your God now? And then you have the other criminal looking at you, at the other criminal, and saying, hey, hey, hey. She didn't do anything wrong. She's here. She, she's not even here. She I mean, they barely went to trial with her. She's here for the wrong reason. She didn't do anything. You and I did wrong. But she didn't. And that's where Jesus was. And this man looked at Jesus. But the difference between you and Jesus sitting in that situation is Jesus knew who he was. And so did that thief. And I don't know if his eyes were opened up right at that moment or if it was something that he had realized before he hit that cross. But at some point, his eyes were open to who Jesus really and truly is. And because of that, he was saved. Jesus said, today you will be in paradise. What did the guy do to be saved? Repent? No. I don't know. Technically, he had a repentant heart, but what does the Bible say you have to do to be saved? Believe and trust in God. John 3.16 says... For God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have what? Eternal life. Eternal life. So this guy believed. That's all it was. It literally just came down to his belief, his understanding of who Jesus really is. And not a belief like, you know, like in a wizard, you know, the great wizard in the sky is going to take care of everything. And that's not the truth. The great spaghetti monster is a real monster. It's really out there. 
It's not the truth. But Jesus showed over and over and over that he really is the way, the truth, and the life. And whosoever believes in him, whosoever believes in him, will not perish but have everlasting life. And that's what this thief did. He didn't go to Sunday school all his life. He didn't attend church every time the church doors opened. He didn't get baptized 15 times. There was nothing in this man's life except belief in the one true God, in Jesus Christ as his son, the Godhead three in one. He believed. And because he believed, he was accepted into heaven. It's that simple. We overcomplicate it. We want to make it something else. Like you have to have this truly righteous and outstanding relationship with God. But that's what, that's kind of what's supposed to come from your belief, right? That's supposed to come out of your belief. That's not supposed to be something that you try to manifest with an imaginary weird being. I mean, honestly, Jesus Christ came back to life. He's not some cosmic space zombie, okay, that came back to life and then shot back up to outer space to give us eternal life. That's not who Jesus Christ is. And if that's who you believe he is, then that's that's where your belief lies. And that's why you will not see the doors of heaven. That's the truth. Jesus Christ is the eternal son of God. He is the one who has been commissioned as the Messiah for the world to bring the salvation of the world through his sacrifice. Our sins are only covered because he covers them. And we can accept that through the belief that he actually gave the gift. What if I told you I'm giving you a PlayStation 5? It's right here. It's invisible, but it's right here. You can't see it, but it's literally a PlayStation 5. Would you believe it? Not if I can't see it. Not if you can't see it, right? Well, that's what makes believing so difficult because we have to, you know, one of the phrases that you often hear said is, I'll believe it when I see it. But that's the problem with belief. You know, we've never seen an atom. Ever. Ever. But yet it is the fundamental building block of our lives. Why? We've never seen it. But we believe that it's there. We believe that we are nothing but a bunch of atoms. But why do we believe it when we've never even seen it? Well, the truth is, the reason why we believe it is because of mathematics, physics, reasoning and the and the math and the physics and the reasoning and all of the different trial and error is actually it's actually worked it's actually shown that look i mean this this could actually be a thing but the truth is if we came down to it and we are ever able to build a microscope or something to where we could actually see an atom we may be surprised that it is nothing like what we thought it was the possibility is there But the truth is, you've never, still never seen an atom. The same thing goes with God. Why you want to believe in God is because 
of the things that you have seen that show you that God is there. I mean, for me, one of the biggest ones is the facts that, okay, everyone wants to say, well, the universe, what came from the Big Bang, okay? So the Big Bang, boom, the universe is there. Well, where did the stuff that the universe came out of, where did that come from? It always was. Well, everything that we know has a beginning or an end. Even the universe, where did it come from? There was a story where a man looked at God and said, you know what? We could do everything that you can do. We could, we can take dirt and we could put everything together and we can actually build our own man. And God said, oh, really? Why don't you show me? They said, we could be you, God. We could do it. He said, okay, fine. Show me. And they started digging. They started getting the dirt to start making this man. And God said, no, 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 no. Make your own dirt. Because where did the dirt come from? Out of nothing, right? So here, this man, <laughs> you can't do it. So, so now, what are you going to do? You have to believe that there is a creator, that there's something that created the things. And there's, you know, there's actually a belief system that says that we were created from aliens. Well, the problem with being created from aliens is where did the aliens come from? It's just like an endless loop. Like, we were created from this, but where was this created from? And where... Yeah. And if people believe that that was created from something else, well, where was that created from? And therein lies the problem. What do you... When do you end the question? And it's going to be a never-ending loop because, unfortunately, we can't walk right up to God. We don't have, like, this thing that shows that God is real. You you see what I'm saying? Because God is invisible. He's chosen to be beyond the veil, as the Bible puts it. But what we do have are the little things like that. Then there's a million other little things that prove kind of an existence of God, but don't prove God's existence. And he did that on purpose because he needs faith to be the thing that brings you to him. Why he set that system up like that, I don't know. But he did. That's the thing. It's going to always be belief and faith that brings you to salvation. Got it? And that's what made the man on the cross who declared, Lord, let me rest with you. Just just bless me. You know, you're Lord. I am acknowledging on this cross that you are Lord. And God said, hey, today you're going to be in paradise. Welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> you see? Because, I mean, the guy was dying anyways. He was dying on the cross. So, <laughs> And I think it's a beautiful story because you and I, we have that same freedom. We have that same freedom. The thief on the cross theology and his belief in Jesus Christ is what gave him salvation. Thank you so much for listening to Heart of the Faithful Ministries. My name is Ron. I have been your host. Josephine Grace has been my gracious guest host. Thank you, Josie. Thank you for letting me be on this. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, make sure you guys subscribe. Please, my friends, 
stay vigilant out there because remember, your heart has to be protected above all else for that's where everything that you do comes from it. We love you and we can't wait to see you on the next part of the Faithful Ministries.